0: Hi, everyone. This is Jill Flaxington, and welcome to the Road to Health podcast. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, by now you might know we've launched a series in which we talk with each of our employee business resource groups, or EBRGs we have here at Blue Cross. These are employee networks structured around non majority dimensions of diversity. We decided to do this because our EBRGs are representative of what's going on in the larger Rhode Island community. If you look to what's important to our EBRGs and the work that they're doing, you'll find what's important to the Rhode Islanders we serve as a company. Today, I welcome you to the third in our series. We're talking with the Black Council at Blue and discussing the company's decision to observe Juneteenth as an official company holiday for the first time and what that means. Joining me now are Anisa Cameron, a contract development specialist at BCBSRI, and Shante Foster, a business solutions analyst here at BCBSRI. And they are both leaders in the Black Council at Blue EBRG here at Blue Cross. Welcome to the podcast, Anissa and Shante.
1: Hi, Jill. Nice to see
0: you. Hi, Jill. Thank you for having us. So I'd love if we could start off by sharing just a little bit about exactly what the Black Council at Blue is and its mission.
1: Okay, so Black Council at Blue was founded to basically promote diversity and inclusion here at Blue Cross Blue Shield, Rhode Island, for all of our associates. Our mission specifically is to provide a channel that promotes diversity, culture, inclusion for everyone at Blue Cross, all associates.
0: And so what I was intrigued to find is that I understand that even the selection of the name of the Black Council at Blue is very specific and purposeful. Could you explain the significance of the EBRG's name?
1: So our name was created based on the tradition in African societies in which council members comprise of elders and they act as a voice to provide a safe space, an open dialogue. And that's exactly what we want to do here at Blue Cross is to provide a voice where it's a safe space as well as have open dialogue with making decisions. And would
0: you mind sharing some of the objectives that the council has as an EBRG or any projects that the group's
2: undertaken? So our objective really is to not only help with the Black Associates within the company, just to uh, have a space, like uh, Anissa said, for our members to voice opinions or get assistance with issues that they may be facing, or we may need to collaborate or network within our council uh, so that members can uh, meet someone from other areas. But also, our objective is to be a voice for our members in the community.
0: I think that's that's the message I've heard so far in our discussions at the EBRGs that's very similar to what I've heard is that it's those connections. It's the networking. It's both within and outside the company that these EBRGs are really all about connection. Would you say that's a fair assessment?
2: I would definitely agree with that. Yes. Yes.
0: So the main reason for our episode today is that for the very first time, Blue Cross is going to observe Juneteenth as an official company holiday. So would you mind giving an overview or an explanation of exactly what Juneteenth is for those who might not be familiar with it as a holiday?
2: It's funny because I, I, I actually had not known about Juneteenth. Um, we learned about it. I learned about it uh, two years ago uh, during one of the diversity weeks at Blue Cross. We did a little bit of research on Juneteenth. And um, Juneteenth is really the celebration of the official end of slavery. So when President Lincoln abolished slavery, the news didn't spread to the slaves for a few years. And uh, Juneteenth, somewhere between June 12th and 19th, the, the news reached uh, the last enslaved people in Texas. And uh, they just had a huge celebration to celebrate the official ending of slavery.
0: And so you're both leaders of, of the EBRG, but what does it mean to each of you for the company to add Juneteenth to its holiday roster and to recognize it in this way?
1: I think for me, it means recognition and education. Like Shante said, many people who aren't familiar with Juneteenth, and we did touch on it at a couple years ago at um, Diversity Week. And even then, you know, there were a few people there who stopped by the table and was like, oh, what's this about? Um... I had a father who was older and he was into history. So he was always teaching us about different things. I learned about Juneteenth through him and I couldn't believe that for a few years, there were individuals who had no idea that they were free. I think that resonates with us observing it as a holiday because there are people here up north who have no idea that there were people who were still enslaved. And by Blue Cross recognizing this day as a holiday, it allows individuals in the company to learn. And that's what our ebrg is here to do right we want to educate we want to teach and i think that um the company observing that is allowing them that opportunity to take in that knowledge and you know learn more about it
0: so this year, Juneteenth falls on a Saturday, so we won't be in the office at Blue Cross. And knowing that a lot has changed because of the pandemic and, and events are kind of all over the place, are there any actual celebrations going on around the state that people could join in? And then uh, what are each of your plans for Juneteenth this year?
2: Yeah, so I can take that. There is actually a, um, an annual a Juneteenth celebration in Providence, um, I believe it's at the, uh, Roger Williams Park, the Temple of Music. Um, it's, it's there. It'll be there and it is on, uh, on Juneteenth, I believe on that Saturday. Uh, I'll be fully vaccinated by then. So I think that I might go and enjoy myself. And I would add, um, I well,
1: like Shantae will most likely be um going to the annual celebration. I, I missed it last year. That's something that I know we usually do. And it would be nice to be able to do it again. I am officially fully vaccinated, so I'm looking forward to getting out of this house.
0: <laughs> so if anyone listening would like to learn more about Juneteenth or about issues and disparities affecting the Black community or even about becoming a more inclusive and accepting person in general, because I think that's a lot of what our EBRGs have to offer. Are there resources that you would point people to? It could be websites, books, documentaries, podcasts, anything that you think you would recommend to other people who are just looking to educate themselves.
2: I I mean, I think there are a lot of resources out there. And honestly, Netflix has a huge collection of documentaries, movies that are uh, really, really eye-opening. Um, and uh, I think if someone wants to start, they can probably start there. Employees of Blue Cross can uh, reach out to the Black Count Sweat Blue. They can become a member. You do not have to be Black to be a member. A lot of people ask that question. For me, I would suggest, I actually recently purchased this book
1: Annette Gordon Reed is the author, and the book is actually called On Juneteenth. And um, one of the news networks that I watched daily had hosted her weekly to talk about the book, and she was speaking to, you know, historical information related to Juneteenth. And she's from Texas, so she has a deep connection. Her book outlines things that her family taught her. Um, additionally, for employees of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Rhode Island, I would say that we are hosting a coffee chat related to Juneteenth, the history of the celebration, as well as well go over some local ev- events as well if anybody was interested.
0: And so you raise a good point, Anissa, is I always like to in these EBRG episodes, talk about If there are people listening who say, I want to do this at my company. I want my employer to to do something like this. I always like to talk about ways that they could kind of take those first steps. So I often say that our EBRGs are a great barometer for what's going on in the larger Rhode Island community and that our EBRGs represent a cross-section of the people that we serve and can then in turn be a model for others. So we've been working at Blue Cross toward positive change in addressing racial inequities and we're always striving to do better. Are there steps that we've taken as a company, with the guidance of the council, that you're particularly proud of, that you would you would share as examples for others,
1: I I'm not positive that Black Council at Blue necessarily led the way on this. However, Blue Cross Blue Shield Rhode Island making the decision to potentially have doula coverage, I think, is extremely huge um, when we think about the disparities related to Black women and birthing, um, I think that's going to be very important. As far as a more direct connection that Black Council has led with, we hosted a HR conversation with EBRG leaders and um, LatinoLink, as well as Black Council at Blue, to discuss recruitment, retention, and different things like that. And
2: those conversations will open the door for minority leadership. I think it's important because um, I I think for a while, HR um, has been trying to figure out ways to uh, retain people of color in the company, Um, you know, black, Latino, Asian, and ways to attract those people as well. So I think that it was an important conversation to have uh, just, just for HR to get some insight. And um, I think that if people um, at their own companies, want to uh, try and um, institute some change. Maybe s- something like that is uh, is the first step. And so, you both may
0: have already kind of answered the next question I had. Anissa, you talked about about. Uh, people of color in leadership positions. Shantae, you talked about retention of of associates of color. Where would you like to see us go next? I know that's kind of a big and broad and huge question, but are there initiatives you'd like to see us undertake or areas you'd like to see us focus on as we move forward?
2: Uh, so, so personally, I I would love for the EBRGs to be more connected to the community. I know Blue Cross does a lot. A lot for the community. They do a lot for charities, I, but I think that for um for you know not only Black Homes Flat Blue um uh, probably Latino Link too because we have you know a huge um Hispanic community here and a black a huge Black community. I think it, doing more in the city of Providence would be huge. Everybody knows Blue Cross of Rhode Island, and I think that if we are visible in in this community where the company is, that it would be huge.
1: And to add on to what Shante said, I, I completely support and agree with that 100%. I mean, we are located right in the city. It would be amazing to bring that, you know, bring that face to the city, um, to the members in the city. I would add on to say maybe institute some types of programs in which, you know, we can bring healthy options to our community. You know, we, we, we talk about high blood pressure and um, diabetes and different things that affect both of those people of color communities. Something like, you know, blood pressure monitors. A lot of times some people can't get to doctors or get to healthcare facilities. Maybe if we brought some some people to them, to the community, they'll be willing to kind of get checked. So I think that would be awesome.
0: That's wonderful. And so... Going back to what what Shantae, you kind of touched on for other companies, for what they can do, I always kind of ask this question when we when we chat with our EBRGs about, you know, if somebody's listening and they want this at their company saying, I want a black council at my at my company, you know, I want I want an EBRG, how would you you tell them to kind of go about taking those steps?
2: Checking with the employees, with the leadership. Uh, to see if it's something feasible uh, to see if it's something that um, people would be interested in that people would be active in <laughs> you know I, I think that that's probably the first step because uh, like you said just kind of starting these EBRGs is probably not gonna be uh, successful um at blue Cross this is this is not the first time that they had eBRGs we had eBRG's a a long time ago. Um, I can remember them maybe like six, five, six years ago, there were EBRGs and they weren't as widely um, successful as they are now.
1: To piggyback off what Shantae had mentioned, as far as speaking with the employees, this particular EBRG was formed from a conversation that we had in the cafeteria related to a situation that one of Someone who's no longer with the company, but she had experienced here. She just expressed it. And then that led us to have a deeper conversation to say, well, how can we create a group to have these discussions and possibly bring this conversation to the company? You know, by starting it that way and then having more conversations and bringing more people in, it allows us to expand and bring that platform to the company as a whole.
0: So I want to go back to something, Shantae, you said earlier while we're talking about about EBRG development in these groups. And you made a really important point that I want to go back to about how you don't have to be Black to be in the Black Council of Blue, that it's really imperative that people across across all representation are, are part
2: of the council. Absolutely. I think that's the only way that we can learn from each other. Um, I think that's the only way that we can grow is if we are uh, together on issues um, uh, if we work together to, to 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 make change, if we work together to um, implement things, um, it doesn't it doesn't help if you just have you know a group uh, if, on Black Council. If you just have people who identify as Black and African American, in um and we're just kind of talking among amongst ourselves, we understand the issues and um the hurdles <laughs> that that we may face. Uh, We really want people who don't identify as black and African-American to understand those things also and uh, to figure out a way together to move forward and, um, and to get past them.
0: So I have I have kind of one final question. And it's interesting because you said something way earlier at the start of the episode, Shantae, about how Juneteenth wasn't, wasn't totally familiar to you until a couple of years ago. So I'm interested to hear both of your perspectives on this question is if you had to kind of give one final, you know, quick overall message to, to people listening about Juneteenth, about what it is, about what it means to you, one takeaway
2: from today, what would that be? It's a celebration. It's not just... Um, a celebration for um, Black and African-American people. It is a, a celebration of American history. Um, I think that it's important for people to understand that it's not just my history. It's not just niece's history. This is American history.
1: I, I completely agree that it truly is American history. And I think that's the most important part that I need everyone to take away. This is the opportunity to continuously learn, right? So even though you may have been taught all slaves were free when Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, you know, this, after really listening to this podcast, this is your opportunity to really dive deeper into that and see beyond what you were taught and kind of expand your knowledge and understand that this is American history. Um, I do appreciate the company providing us with the platform to actually engage in these conversations. Um, I think the only way you can really make real change is by actually having tough conversations. And these are tough conversations They can be for some people. You know, I think about allowing us to have the programs where we brought in an individual to talk about the history of the mistrust of African-Americans. A lot of people came to me. I don't know, probably for you as well, Shante. They wanted to learn more and dive deeper into this. So I appreciate the company providing us with the platform to do that.
0: We're going to wrap up this episode now. If you'd like to learn more about some of the topics discussed here, I'm going to link to some resources in our episode notes. Also, you can find more information and descriptions about each of our EBRGs at bcbsri.com slash about slash diversity. I thank you both Anissa and Shante for joining us today and helping us to learn more about the Black Council at Blue and the important work that you're championing. Thanks, as always, to our sound engineer, Mark Sheldon, for your time and your talents. And if anyone would like to connect with us to discuss any of the topics in this episode, you can always find us on social media. We are at BCBSRI on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Everyone, please stay healthy and safe, and we'll see you next time.